mama, are you stuck, trapped, feeling like you just cannot find the answers no matter where you look? Mainstream advice is just not working anymore. You've searched everywhere and bought everything and you still feel like you and your kids are stuck in a grindy trap. Well, I am here to help you find solutions that integrate your kids into your life so it can feel flowy and easy and fun because I know that's available to all of us. Hello my lovely mamas. I am currently driving and talking to myself because This has been sitting in my head for days and I feel like it needs to come out and there is no time to sit in my wardrobe and record this at the moment because I've got birthdays and all kinds of life things happening, several clients to onboard and things like that. So um, I wanted to talk about the behaviours that your child is showing you or telling you and the impact uh, and where it's coming from. So when our kids are showing undesirable behaviours, whether that be in the nighttime by not sleeping well or in the daytime by showing undesirable feelings or stressed out reactions or things like that, um, the symptom that this is telling us is actually nothing to do with the behaviour at the time. The behaviour at the time is almost irrelevant and that's why I'm always like, always comfort, never punish bad behaviours and I am not perfect of this, like I just got annoyed at my kids just before I left. Uh, It's not, I'm fully aware that it's not as simple as it sounds on the outside but you know, I don't do time out. I don't do um, lots of yelling and punishment type behavior. I, I've never hit my children or done anything like that. But again, I am not a saint. Um, but the behavior at the time is purely just showing you, oh, something else is going on in my life. Okay. And this starts from infancy. I'd like to talk a lot about babies, but I'm still a little bit cautious because I definitely don't follow the mainstream narrative of babies. I believe babies are perfectly able to soothe themselves from the moment they're born. They're perfectly able to function with ease and sleep and do all the things that they need to do. But we actually stop them by overdoing things and limiting their capacity per se. So anyway, the behavior. Let's say your toddler is waking up at night time or your baby wakes up lots at night time or your toddler throws massive tantrums or your nine-year-old throws shit when they are upset. So once you've got to the behavior, whatever the reason for the behavior is, has well and truly gone, okay? So usually with behaviours, you want to look at what's happened before and what's happening after, and that is what's causing the behaviour, okay? So 
you know, with a baby who's not sleeping well at night time, I will look at their day well before I look at their night. And I'll also look at what happens before the baby wakes up and what happens after the baby wakes up. But the actual waking, we just soothe the baby, okay? And it's the same with any age. It's nothing to do with that behavior at the time. So when a toddler throws a tantrum because they can't eat the ice cream out of the freezer, okay, so I've experienced this one 500,000 times. I'd love to tell you that I don't have ice cream in my freezer, but that would be a lie. So if a toddler throws a tantrum because they want the ice cream in the freezer and you won't give it to them, it's actually nothing to do with the ice cream. Um, You know, what do we try and do? So people might be like, okay, I'll never buy ice cream again so my toddler doesn't get into this state. But there's several reasons that a toddler will throw a tantrum or any child will throw some kind of anger-related tantrum. Why would your toddler go looking in the freezer for an ice cream? There's a few different reasons, right? They could be going there out of habit because it gains your attention. So if they go there when you're busy, you lose your shit, the toddler wins because they get some kind of uh, information from you. They get some kind of attention. The toddler could actually, uh, the original reason, so if it's been happening for a while, the original reason for going to the ice cream probably would have been something related to hunger and that's what they have access to. If it's happened another 10 other times, then the issue is actually coming from something else, you know, but it got set off originally by being hungry, knowing where to access food and then going to seek it. There's like a few different ways you can actually avoid these types of things happening. Like I have a small jar at the bottom of my pantry that has sultanas in it or sometimes it might have crackers in it because my toddler can go into the pantry, right? I don't have it as a no-go zone and some people do. That's fine. You're allowed to have that boundary if that's what works for you. But so by the time the toddler's lost their crap about you not giving them the ice cream, it's nothing to do with that. And so that is why pure comfort love, support, not even really any words is what's going to help at that point. But then you as the adult, as the self-regulator, as the soother need to look at why. You know, this is this is my area of expertise. This is what I help you see. This is what I help you do. Um, we look at the whys. So, you know, sometimes we have babies even who we are told from birth that they are like biologically wired to wake up lots. And that's actually not true. You know, I've had four babies and they've all slept very deeply and very soundly because I know that they have needs. If you have any concept of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I I pretty much follow that even though I believe it's a very outdated terminology most kids actually have their needs overfulfilled, but their basic needs are very missed. So food, do we know how to breastfeed our babies until they are full? Most people don't. Do we know how to give our, our kids warm, safe sleeping environments? Most people don't. Most people are freezing their kids for fear of SIDS and also... Um, don't have very comfortable and safe sleeping environments. But that is something that I usually work one-on-one with. I'm thinking about doing a course for sleep, but 
cautious, very cautious of very overgeneralized advice because I think there's plenty of that out there and most of it's just bullshit, right? <clears throat> if you have an older child who, you know, lots of kids have gone back to school, let's say your child has just started high school in Western Australia, Perth, kids are starting high school earlier. I believe it's very inappropriate what they're being exposed to and sent to, but that is none of my business. But it is very stressful for them. And by the time they're showing the stress-related behaviours, it's already too late, okay? So you're wanting to soothe the stress-related behaviours, only provide comfort. You don't even really have to provide a lot of thought because they are independent beings who are capable of rational thought. But you need to look at why. So why are they being triggered off to this point? Why are they fine at school but then feel very unsafe in the home? Are you able to provide enough stability for them to feel safe and good and loved and warmed? Are you meeting their needs? Usually find with older children, diet things have gone well out the window for many years and they are vastly underestimated. I think we'll also find that children in, let's say, the middle stages of childhood from 7 to 14 uh, not being fed properly and also not spending enough time outside to regulate their central nervous system. So children under seven are still often really encouraged to spend a lot of time outside. Over seven, I find that screens start to replace, and it, you know, even I'm at fault with this, screens start to replace the outside time and the impact on their nervous system is so systemic. So they basically start to live in this stressed out state where they almost can't regulate themselves anymore. So if you're seeing these things in your children, they're not actually as crazy and hard to fix as everyone's making you believe. You know, you take them to the doctor and, you know, I've seen kids who are like vomiting from stress and stress being triggered quite often in the school space but mothers are able to help them move through that and help them get to a safe space inside their body through what they do in the home rather than constantly trying to change what's happening at school or pacify them outside of school so pacifying would be like rewarding them um for managing okay by going and eating something or going and watching a movie. These are all pacifying type behaviours. Very, very little difference to, let's say, um, a toy, really. So if you sit and watch movies with your teens, then you're really just pacifying them. You're not, you're not actually moving through time and space with them. And if you're wanting to fully support them, you would go on a walk together, you would go for a bike ride together, you would show them and be with them about how to live in the body rather than the mind. And they will then be able to use those resources when they're at school rather than functioning on their mind. So when they finish their class and they feel really stressed and they run straight to the canteen and they buy a chocolate bar or a croissant or whatever so that they're triggering their mind off into more states of anxiety, instead they go, hey, let's go kick the footy on the field. Let's go for a run around or they might even just on their own walk two laps of 
the classroom block, right? You're teaching them that they also live inside their body and there are many ways to make the body feel safe so that the mind can be, I don't want to say in control because mind control sounds a bit extreme. But so what I would prescribe for your baby and your teen would be really simple like the same symptoms, right? The same things. Babies who cry a lot, babies really who cry at all have unmet needs. Teens, early childhood kids, anyone that's having trouble regulating their emotions, same with adults, right? Same with mothers. I I often work with the mother on getting her needs met. And we're talking real basics like eating, in ways that nourish your body, moving in ways that nourish your body and your mind, and sleeping, resting. I can pretty much, like, blanket say any mother that does not rest in the day in some way, and hey, I've worked in an office and I've gone and rested in my car for 15 minutes. Like, I... I am the queen of always finding space and rest for myself. Any mother that does not prioritize that in her life has children who are stressed out because she is showing that example of like a spinning hamster on a wheel to her children. Same with infants. Uh, When I had my first baby, I was so stressed out. My body was like, really just on the lines of death. (laughs) It actually makes me laugh just to think about it. I had lost 3.5 litres of blood. I'd been in ICU. I was like a walking resuscitation. And I put myself on a hamster wheel that like pretty much almost killed me. And then when I learned to take a level of care of myself, it actually took me years And I'm going through something now that's taken me a couple of years of healing. Healing is not my favorite word because I don't believe we're broken, but healing certain parts of myself. And you have to work on yourself and your children. And if you have gaps there, you identify them and you seek the people who support you to change those. Find the people who help you shift that out. Do you have to be coached? Not necessarily. There are many, many women who can identify what's going on and and be healers within their own family. But sometimes we need support to identify and see where the gaps are. So reach out (laughs) if you're wanting any coaching for your family to be able to move through these massive milestones of life. But also know, like you have to know deep down inside that you are the healer. You are the mother. You birthed those babies. You created every single cell of their body without even thinking about it. So imagine what you can do with conscious thought. Sending you so much love. Goodbye.